welcome to the Dishes and Doctrine audio blog. I'm Rachel, and I'm so glad that you've joined us again today. I really hope through Dishes and Doctrine to help you find the place in your life where motherhood and theology collide. And that could be anywhere, folding laundry, it could be standing at your kitchen sink, it could be changing a diaper. But I hope that this audio blog helps you in your busy life to be able to listen to some gospel encouragement when you don't have time to actually sit down and read. We're picking up with part three of our study in Galatians, and we've been going over some of the major themes that we find throughout this book. We're not going verse by verse and chapter by chapter. We're just picking out some of the highlights. And in part three, we're going to be focusing mainly on a few themes that I found in Galatians 3 throughout my studies. I don't know about you, but I remember my first high school geometry class vividly. I sat in the very front row, and I was eagerly listening to the teacher's opening lesson. She held up a basketball and said, see this basketball? It takes up space. I got it. Then she put the basketball away and said, now when I take the ball away, the volume of space it was occupying is still there, even though the basketball isn't what? (laughs) I was lost already. And thus began a very difficult year of math for me. My mind struggled to comprehend the abstract concepts that I needed to process geometric proofs and solutions. So I was very surprised when I started studying Galatians 3 and I found a treatise from Paul that reminded me of one of those geometry calculations. Feel free to pause and stop to read Galatians 3, 15 through 29 if you want. But here's Paul's basic argument. First of all, he said, In the Old Testament, God made a promise, a covenant with Abraham, in which he promises an inheritance to both Abraham and his offspring. The second point is that Christ is the complete and perfect offspring. 430 years later, the law was given to Moses and the people of Israel, but it didn't nullify the previous promise to Abraham. So Paul notes that the inheritance was still to come through a promise, and the law was to kind of save a seat for the fulfillment of the promise. Then we were born under the law, but Through faith, we've put on Christ's righteousness. So therefore, we are in Christ. So here's the final proof. If we are in Christ, then we are also sons of Abraham and heirs to that promise from a long time ago. So it's pretty incredible. We, who were once enemies of God and slaves to sin, are now recipients of the promise given to Abraham thousands and thousands of years ago. We are heirs, sons, daughters. And how often throughout the chaos and the calamity of life do we forget our eternal position? We live as though we're still in bondage to the despair and the destruction of sin. We try to wear the rags of iniquity when Christ has already purchased robes of righteousness for us. Because of the riches we have in Jesus already, Contrasted with the sinful and broken world and bodies we still live in every day, sometimes we feel some conflict with our title as heir. 
we're forgetful people. And that's why the Holy Spirit was given the job of testifying with our hearts each day, reminding of us as our place as God's children. And you can read that in Romans 8, 16. In some ways, I'm kind of left with the same feeling as when the bell rang at the end of that first geometry class. I don't get it. (laughs) My mind just simply can't comprehend it. And the author of Ephesians really kind of sums up this enigma by saying, this mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. It really is a beautiful mystery and it's Perplexity brings a reverence for the mind and the heart of my God. One day the fog will be lifted and we will see the fullness of this promise. But until then, I want to know my co-heir more and more each day. I love what Charles Spurgeon once preached. He said, this joint airship binds us faster to Jesus since we are nothing and have nothing apart from him. I'm so glad that you've been joining me for this Galatians series, and I hope you'll come back next week for part four of Galatians, No Other Gospel. I'd love to hear some of your thoughts, maybe on today's post or part one or part two. So make sure to share your thoughts in the comments or reply to rachel at doctrine.com. I love to hear what you're learning, and I hope you'll join me next week for part four. Thank you.